This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk, the whole edition, with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis on Pulse 95. Ramadan Kareem everyone and welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. I hope you're all doing well, staying safe during this quarantine period, but definitely enjoying the spirit of this holy month. Having it become filled with lots of delicious meals, but also lots of time for us to spiritually reset. You're listening to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. This is the one and only place where we bring you the latest in robotics, artificial intelligence, gadgets and applications. All that you need to know about what's happening in the digital world is being discussed right here on Pulse95. We have so many stories to get into today, starting with the UAE. We've talked about this story before. iPhone and iPads have become very vulnerable throughout their mail application, which is typically built into any Apple device. However, right here in the UAE, we have received many warnings that are telling us to delete the mail application until a new software update uh, arises. What is all this about? We're going to be giving you the latest details on that. But also right here in the UAE, Dubai is launching the 1 million Arab coders COVID-19 hackathons. It is absolutely phenomenal to get to witness hackathons taking place completely virtually, students meeting up from different parts all around the world, brainstorming ideas, implementing concepts, and creating different inventions that are definitely helping healthcare professionals in their fight against this deadly virus. Today, we're also going to be speaking to a counselor and a Finnish education expert at the Embassy of Finland right here in the UAE, Mr. Jako Skansti, who's going to be telling us all about how we can increase student engagement during online classes. The holy month of Ramadan definitely does place a little bit of a challenge on all those students who are currently fasting, trying to keep their attention span as large as possible. What can teachers do? How can parents help? And what can students do uh, to help one another focus during these online classes? But also... How can parents decrease screen time as students continue distance learning? We're going to be getting into all of that in just a few moments. So make sure you stay tuned right here on Future Talk, only on Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Your quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE and around the world. Apple is making a lot of noise right here in the UAE because just a few days ago, a new bug was discovered in their mail application. Now, this bug is capable of causing your entire device to crash and reset. And this is exactly why the Telecommunication Regulatory Authority right here in the UAE has alerted any Apple device user, whether iPhones or iPads, uh, to go ahead and stop using their pre-installed mail application and to even delete the application altogether. There are many ways for you to access your email. However, the mail app so far has been the most useful since you can combine different accounts all into one application, no matter what uh, source or what server your email is from, whether it's Gmail, Yahoo, Hotmail, 
if anyone uses Hotmail nowadays, or even um, Outlook, they can all be combined within this single application. However, uh, the discovery of vulnerabilities in the mail application by a security a mobile forensic company has caused many people to be very aware of how fast our data can be exposed to hackers. Through this crash, hackers could have access to all of our contact lists, which means that they can also hack other people at the same time. They also have complete access to our photos, which causes a lot of worry for many people. Now, these bugs uh, that are in question right now are enabling attackers to send malicious emails to users that are giving them complete access to their email accounts just by clicking on those emails. A lot of the times, the emails are not even suspicious. It's, you know, you'll be receiving a completely blank email that you're not gonna think twice when seeing. However, the hacker has a completely different plan when he or she sends it. So the UAE authority has recommended that all of us go ahead and delete the mail application until Apple releases their new iOS update with a fix to this bug. Until Apple releases their new iOS software update, I'm going to be giving you a very quick and easy way for you to make sure that you are safe and sound from those hackers. All you need to do is go to your settings on your Apple iPhone or Apple iPad, scroll down to passwords and accounts. On passwords and accounts, you're going to find listed down all of your email accounts that are associated with the mail application. You'll go ahead and click on any of those accounts and all you need to do is simply turn off the mail uh, notification, the mail slide bar. This will basically mean that this mail application will have no access to your email accounts. And that's it. This is only temporary until Apple releases their new iOS software update and then we can all resume to using this application once again. Right here in the UAE, we always focus on trying to make the best out of any situation. And this is exactly what uh, many schools have been doing, many schools, many universities. They're trying to do virtual competitions or virtual hackathons to try and find any new inventions that could help us in the fight against COVID-19. One example is happening in Dubai. They just launched their 1 million Arab coders COVID-19 hackathon. And the theme of this year's hackathon is coders versus corona which is actually very fitting because if we look around us tech has definitely had a huge and immense role in this fight against this deadly virus all participants in the hackathons are going to get a chance to win fifty thousand dollars and this amount of money is actually up for grabs by five teams that are able to present ideas that can help slow the spread of this virus through the use of technology the hackathon's website is now accepting applications and it's accepting any teams that are made up of two members up to five members that are working together on a project. Now, this is all happening uh, under the initiative of Dubai's Future Foundation. So you can actually uh, find the website simply by typing OMAC hack, that is O-M-A-C hack. There are so many themes uh, that people can participate in from health to the well-being to the education of others. Participants in the hackathon can try and think of ideas and ways to uh, prevent people and create inventions to prevent people from contracting the virus. Some might think of creating solutions to help uh, the mental side of this pandemic. How can we help lessen the anxiety take care of the emotional well-being of people dealing with this pandemic at the moment. 
Others might be interested in finding ways, creative ways, for students and teachers to collaborate remotely. What if we can create an innovative uh, means for e-learning? What if we can try and think of a solution to create digital equality amongst all students, where laptops and iPads and the lack of them is not a barrier for their learning? So many ideas are uh, open for anyone based on their interests to go ahead and participate in. Now, this is not the only way you can win cash because Pulse95 is actually holding a competition of its own. This competition is going to give you a chance to rediscover your talents at home and get a chance to win 1,500 dirhams. All you have to do is post a funny or creative video of you at home. This could be you singing, you playing an instrument, maybe baking, because that's definitely what I've been doing for the past few weeks. Um, you could also post any video of your kids or of your pets doing something funny. And make sure you tag us on Pulse95 Radio so that we can get a chance to check it out ourselves. Um, um, and that's it. You could have a chance to win some cash during this quarantine period. Um, but some of the things that you should also be doing so that you can definitely make sure that you are enrolled in this competition is to follow at Pulse95 Radio on Instagram. Make sure your account is public so we can actually see your submission. And the, all of the winners are going to be shortlisted and will go through a public voting on Thursday. So we're talking April 30th. We will be contacting you through DM to send you the money if you are the lucky winner. So be sure to look out for us. We're going to be taking a short break, but once we come back, we're going to be speaking to Mr. Jaku Skans, who is a counselor and a Finnish education expert at the Embassy of Finland based right here in the UAE. And he's going to be telling us about different ways of how we can increase student engagement during online classes during the holy month of Ramadan uh, fasting and taking an online class can definitely be very hard on students simply because their attention span is very short so what can parents do what can teachers do and how can students help all this and more is coming up in just a few moments so keep Pulse 95 locked and we'll be right back you're, you're listening, listening to Pulse 95 Pulse 95 Future Talk the whole edition with Omni Al Saleh and Hany Balkas on Pulse 95. This year's Ramadan looks and feels different for many Muslims all around the world, including the ones in virtual classrooms. Now, despite not being in the same room together, students and teachers are still finding a way to have meaningful conversations. And despite not having a specified lesson and break times, students and teachers are also still finding a way to keep up with the curriculum. But one of the many challenges that have been faced during the process of distance learning has been student engagement. So what can we do to support the students that are distance learning and how can teachers and parents work together to make sure that this Ramadan is becoming a lot easier on all these students. To tell us more about it, we have with us on the line the Finnish education expert from the Embassy of Finland in Abu Dhabi, Jako Skansi. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me over. It's really an honor to be here. The honor is ours. Um, Jako, we've had a a very lengthy conversation about uh, distance learning and distance education. And I think the one, uh, you know, piece of knowledge that definitely shocked me is how you do not believe that distance education is equivalent to online education. Okay, um, so actually distance learning has been going on for decades already. There's been lots of initiatives around the globe 
especially in the areas where the geographical distances are long, where the learning has been taking uh, place uh, through radio, uh, radio, learning radio or television, mm-hmm. or even uh, being kind of a, uh, in a regular mail type of post school mm-hmm. type of thing. And so a mix of different things, um, uh, maybe having a phone conversation every now and then with the teacher, uh, that sort of thing. So the, the, the whole distance learning can be a lot more than just uh, online learning. Of course, the online bit makes it um, a lot easier nowadays. Mm-hmm. And I'm, 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 I think most of us are quite glad that um, uh, although the time is really demanding right now for, for everyone, had this happened 10 or 15 years ago, I don't know how we could have coped, it, coped with it uh, in, in, uh, in regards to education. So, uh, yeah. But, yeah. And I, I truly believe that actually even now that we have all these different um, possibilities uh, to do online learning, um, mm-hmm. the education, distance education should be many other things. So, uh, not just sitting in front of the, the computer uh, uh, throughout the days. So having the student being active participant and kind of maybe have giving him even different choices of doing uh, activities would be Absolutely. preferable. I mean, I've definitely seen it with students right here in the UAE. They've been asked to, uh, let's say, bake with their parents and have them take a video of what they're doing or uh, do 10 jumping jacks and have someone, you know, tape them or even learn how to film themselves, um, which is definitely helping them learn a lot of skills along with, you know, getting what they need to get out of every class. And as you mentioned, for years we've been talking about innovation in education, but for some reason it has definitely been the slowest uh, movement towards implementing this innovation. But one very known you know, motto with the Finnish education is the fact that less is more. And we've definitely seen a part of that this Ramadan um, with school sessions becoming reduced to 30 minutes. But what is your take on how can we make uh, more out of a lot less classes? Um, well, first of all, should the uh, online session be available, uh, utilizing them would be, of course, really good. But I would cut them down to, say, 10, 50, maximum of 20 minutes mm. um, and then break uh, break up uh, the, the students into groups or pairs and have them work in, in pairs or, or groups rather than uh, sitting through the whole 30 minutes. Mm. Um, uh, so uh, I think I think it's now going to be 30 minutes for many of the students. So maybe only having half a half utilizing half the time for the, whatever teaching is taking place and then having other activities to let the rest of the time would make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And now, for the first time, I feel like all, the entire education system, apart from the Finnish education system, because I feel like they've been ahead of us in miles, um, they are getting a chance to see what it means to be assessed without necessarily having a grade determine how good you are at something. Indeed, and whether whether that assessment is actually there to support the learning. So, do we assess uh, assessment of learning, or um, uh, or do we assess for learning? That's a mm. big difference. So, uh, that actually would 
the latter one would actually help the student to kind of guide him. Okay, so this is what I can do better next time, whatever. Mm. Uh, rather than uh, just kind of that's it. Absolutely. And, and the whole whole notion of um, of uh, I, I think I think two things that have been kind of on everyone's lips when it comes to education is the student engagement. How how can you make make sure that the students are actually engaged in the learning? The other one being the assessment and the whole notion of uh, of, of the students being a bubble when they when they learn new things and kind of especially when they've been assessed is kind of re really weird if you think about it yeah so if you if you are working in a company uh, when you start when you need to start to produce something especially if it's a knowledge works let's say you need to produce some new report or whatever mm -hmm. it's not like they cut down your internet and they say you can't utilize any of the <laughs> You know, any of the documents or whatever. <laughs> Not no one would do that in real life, but we still expect that the students are supposed to do that, and and Absolutely. it's just it just doesn't make any sense. So um, I think those countries and those education systems where where the students already have been trusted to an extent, um, mm. and where where the the system is quite flexible when it comes to assessment, those are doing um, at the moment those. Uh, systems or those schools are doing um, and are doing better because You're they they right. yeah they don't yeah. have to worry about uh, how to kind of do the standardized test now mm -hmm. how how to make sure that no one is actually uh, uh, doing something none of the students is are actually able to. Uh, utilize the network or whatever. I definitely, I feel like we're being handed opportunities that may never come again. And if we truly choose to embrace them, we could be leading the future of education. We're going to be taking a short break, but once we come back, we're going to be asking Dr. Yako about online learning and when it comes to student engagement. So what can students do? What can parents do? And what can teachers do to help increase the engagement through the use of technology? So make sure you stay tuned right here on Future Talk. Only on Pulse 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Future Talk, the whole edition with Omnial Saleh and Hani Balkis on Pulse 95. Future Talk. If we look through history, we would realize that the best time to make change is in times of upheaval. So if you want to start exercising regularly, do it when you've just changed jobs. Um, in times of quarantine, we're trying all to adopt new skills. But the real test of innovation when it comes to education is happening right now. We have a chance, a golden chance to lead the future of education simply because we're getting to experiment new things and finding out what works and what doesn't when it comes to distance learning. Um, but the Finnish education system has definitely done a much, much uh, faster change over the past decade, I feel like, uh, when it comes to education in general. They've kind of skipped standardized testing while we were still stuck in that era. To tell us more about what can we do to help students become more engaged during their online classes, we have with us on the line the Finnish education expert from the Embassy of Finland right here in the UAE in Abu Dhabi, Jako Skansti. He is coming to us all the way from Finland. So welcome to the show once again. Thank you so much. 
Um, Mr. Yako, right before the break, we were talking about uh, how distance education is not similar to online education. And even though nowadays a lot of students and parents have definitely struggled at the beginning to get the hang of distance learning, uh, one struggle remains, which is the fact that students may not always be engaged during their classes. You know, they're not in their familiar environment, uh, they're back at home, siblings could be around parents are also working from home so how can parents increase engagement of their of their children during those online classes and what can teachers do too well uh, at home if it's possible of course uh, having a, a, a place of their own for each student would be preferable mm-hmm. and I know this is not possible always but even even in the same room utilizing this um, kind of having um, a dedicated area dedicated area own Mm -hmm. corners using headphones only um, uh, maybe having some even soft fabric there more soft fabric so it wouldn't be so loud when Mm -hmm. many students or many the children would be talking on top of each other so kind of making sure that this basic acoustic and and kind of um, uh, tech, technical specs are as good as possible mm. is a good starting point. Um, when it comes to the uh, teacher, um, uh, having an understanding of, of where their students actually come from and, and knowing their background actually makes a tremendous difference. Um, I know that in, in, in the UAE there's been a lot of talk about um, uh, what are do's and don'ts in, uh, in distance education. Um, my humble opinion is that uh, having these possibilities of one-on-one meetings with the, the teacher is essential. Uh, we in Finland believe that student well-being is the starting point for any type of learning to happen. Mm-hmm. So making sure even during these unusual times that uh, having this connection between teacher and student and um, making sure that it's a teacher understands uh, what's going on in the student's life makes a big difference. Um, likewise, there might be some play, some cases where the student will benefit more if he can do some of the work um, asynchronously rather than uh, do at the same time as the rest of the students. So kind of having this flexibility if it's there might make it so that the student has a better chance of, of uh, in, uh, engaging in his education um, uh, at the time of his choosing or at the time of that suits the family best. And I know this is not the possibility or the case in, in many of the schools, but if it's possible, uh, that would make a big difference. Um, Absolutely, because I feel like, you know, especially at this time, a lot of a lot of people tend to focus a lot on, you know, the academic needs of the students, but we tend to put aside the emotional needs of students, while teachers uh, are the ones who are constantly trying to structure their time to make sure that he or she are meeting the demand or is, is meeting the demands of these students, both academically and emotionally. Um, so I definitely agree with you. Having one-on-one time is crucial because it'll give it the teacher a chance to see what are some things that he or she might need to work on and at the same time how can they serve their students better mm-hmm. and and it's the, the students are missing a lot 
other things than just the academics. They are missing out their social, um, mm. um, their friends, they whatever the uh, you could call it classroom culture. Yeah. If you go to, if, especially with the younger students, but even in with the uh, let's say uh, uh, high school students, um, the students and the teachers they have forming their own kind of a culture and social structure and if you can take those elements and um, have them um, in your weekly teaching and learning sessions uh, whether they are inside jokes or whether they are something else mm. uh, it, it, it is very uh, it's actually something that especially the younger students in this really weird times they kind of it's like an anchor they feel that there's some um, normality there. There's still those same elements that were plays when he or she still attended the school. Absolutely. So kind of this, there's this kind of a emotional safety aspect as well. Yeah, so, I mean, just speaking from what I've seen from children of our Pulse 95 team members, um, some of them have just seen their friends through a Zoom call for the very first time since distance learning started like back in March maybe last week so can you imagine mm -hmm. how much time and how much they've missed all of their friends all of their colleagues people they used to see on a day-to-day -day basis uh, they've you know it's gone from day-to-day -to, -day to once every six weeks so I definitely believe like I believe in the fact that maybe if we could increase those uh, you know class sessions with their friends give them more time to speak with their friends instead of it being one-sided because a lot of the times you know, online learning has been taking place through the idea of the teacher pre-recording class and mm -hmm. maybe dedicating like a 15-minute Q&A session where they can all be live together yes. with the educator. Yes. And again, this varies tremendously from, from a student to student, their needs and mm -hmm. um, kind of if we can um, address the individual needs of the student, the better we can address them. Um, the better the learning outcomes are as well. Absolutely. And when it comes to the engagement, um, the, the student voice is essential. So you mm -hmm. mentioned kind of this, if it's a one-way street where, where mostly the teacher is very much keeping the control um, of, of where the, the, what the students are doing and when and exactly how, um, it actually uh, the, is counterproductive to the student engagement. Mm -hmm. um, and also there are ways of, of uh, uh, lessening the burden of the teacher. Now, uh, now um, I've, I've utilized this myself back in the day when I was still giving, uh, giving lessons. Um, mm -hmm. Even with, yeah, you can even do the, this, I've seen this done with uh, say 10, 11 year old students where um, the assessment is done through peer assessment. So mm -hmm. let's say you've got a um, math problem or you've got a, uh, you know, English text that you have to produce or whatever. Um, uh, dividing that uh, um, or distributing that uh, exercise, possibly anonymized. Uh, anonymous no, that, that's a hard word for me. When, uh, so that the students wouldn't actually know. Anonymously, who, yeah. Who, uh, anonymously. Yeah. Um, uh, they could actually... Uh, and then kind of going through with the teacher again together what is essential uh, when you assess this what what are the key criteria and how how do you score the, the whatever assessment brilliant um, 
uh, and you actually even if you only have four inputs so if you distribute that exercise to four different students mm-hmm. and they they then then return it you can get quite reliable assessment Definitely. if you have gone and that is actually again a really good learning opportunity because they really need to reflect and engage and think okay so he came up with this solution is it okay mm-hmm. oh, he, he, or, oh and even and learn a new ways of, of doing things because true uh, so and kind of they learn it, a lot from their friends and their colleagues so when they, they and I feel like receiving that you know feedback from their friends uh, will also strengthen their relationship making it feel like they can trust one another to you know point out their mistakes in a very friendly way um, but I think the most uh, phenomenal part of this uh, discussion has been not ignoring the small things a lot of people are worried about the damage of the lockdown on children's education um, worried about decrease increased screen time so we're going to be coming back to give you a few tips on what can you do to help decrease screen time and enjoy this holy month and this very special time of the year to find out more about it make sure you stay tuned right here on future talk only on pulse 95 this is pulse 95 Future Talk, the whole edition with Omnia Al Saleh and Hani Balkis on Pulse 95. Ramadan definitely looks and feels very different for all of us this year. Um, It's given us a chance to reset in every form of the word, um, spiritually, physically, mentally. But for students, it has definitely caused them to increase screen time, whether it was virtual classrooms where their entire day is potentially spent looking at a screen or even for parents to distract their children, they hand them down an iPad. But we have with us on the line, all the way from Finland, the Finnish education expert from the Embassy of Finland right here in the UAE, Jako Skansti. Um, Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. Right before uh, our break, we were talking about increasing student engagement when it comes to online classes. What can parents do? What can teachers do? Um, and how can we make the best out of a very difficult situation? But I think a lot of a big worry for parents nowadays has been screen time. Not only are you know children before this COVID-19 pandemic even uh, began, Children were typically constantly being on their iPads, on their laptops, and parents were, you know, trying their best to get them uh, engaged in different activities, whether it was enrolling them in extracurricular um, activities or any other method. But now that they're, you know, being quarantined at home, it's definitely been a huge challenge on every parent. So what can parents do to decrease screen time for students? Well, um... It is, of course, a difficult time, especially if you can't even leave your house uh, and you can't go um, uh, anywhere to do any kind of uh, outside activity. Um, hopefully that will face up soon. Uh, yeah, it's but, definitely been eased up a bit now. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Um, and and that should help, kind of having the possibility of going out uh, mm-hmm. and getting some of that steam, especially the younger uh, oh, students, yes. they they will start to be like uh, monkeys climbing <laughs> the walls and making a habit. So, yeah, first of all, uh, as a own example, let's say um, you cannot demand something from the children and then do the exact opposite yourself. 
no matter mm. whether it's related to work or no matter how important music it is or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, in my case, if uh, if I can do something um, uh, off the screen, if I need to work in the evening, uh, for example, reading uh, mm-hmm. from from papers instead of, of, of uh, if it's possible, uh, yeah, instead mm. of in, in, instead of, of, of reading this uh, from screen, that might be one solution. Um, mm. lo- a lot of the adults and the students are uh, in the fear of missing out, whether whether it comes to news or Twitter or some other yes. social media. So kind of learning as adults and as the teenagers especially to letting go at, uh, from time to time. And there are some things that you can do uh, together as families, board games, quizzes, puzzles, jigsaws, cooking together, you know, uh, but you really need to set an example as yourself as a parent and and not do the exact opposite yourself and this is actually really difficult nowadays when a lot of things actually happen uh, in the in online world so uh, it's it's difficult absolutely Um, uh, reading reading together even the older students they love hearing uh, someone to read them, mm-hmm. uh, util- utilizing audiobooks. I mean, even um, adults. I mean, we're we're constantly yeah. choosing audiobooks over maybe physically holding a book and reading it. Um, yes. so I definitely agree with you on that one. Yeah. So now, for example, now uh, my younger son is eleven. I still read to him every night. But we choose, uh, you know, we try to choose something that interests both of us. So now mm-hmm. we've, we've been reading a lot about. Um, amphibians in Finland so mm. because he's really interested in and in Finland right now that it's the time when they um, start to mate and, and reproduce so he's really Fantastic. interested to, uh, in that so we've been reading this really nice book about amphibians in Finland and how they live and it's interesting for me as well absolutely um, maybe having some kind of a sexual or um, for the screen time you cannot especially when we talk about teenagers as, 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 as you mentioned, they've been cut off from their social uh, network, so to speak. They don't can't see face to face, so you can't really say you you are not to be you are not allowed to be in contact mm-hmm. with your friends. So Definitely, and I mean, you know, we've all we've all definitely seen how difficult this pandemic has been. It has changed many features in us but it has also uh, taught us a lot of about ourselves about the way we choose to spend our time and you know as much as we clap for healthcare workers i feel like we should also put our hands together to appreciate every teacher every school leader uh, every parent out there who is juggling multiple uh, roles all at once and even for our students who are trying their best uh, to make distance learning become a positive experience for themselves and uh, everyone around them. COVID-19 is not here to stay and one day this will all be over, but the education system, I believe, will never be back to the way it once was. It's definitely going to uh, change to the better and we're all going to be here to witness it. Thank you so much, Mr. Yakuskansti, for joining us today. It's definitely been an honor to get to speak to you. Thank you, Omnia. Have a nice day. 
Future Talk will be returning the same timing tomorrow from 2 to 3 p.m. And hopefully I'll be joined by Hani Balqis, who is still not feeling his best. Um, but we are sending him all of our love and prayers. Until then, I'm going to be leaving you with the safe hands of the Dream Team. Aisha Al-Mazmi and Mikhail Atiyah will keep you entertained with all that is happening in the entertainment industry. But until then, if you're feeling bored during your quarantine period, be sure to check out our podcast and listen to our recent conversations um, we are available on apple podcast and soundcloud under the name future talk 95 until then i want to wish you a very blessed iftar with you and your loved one whether you're celebrating it uh, physically and you get a chance to spend time with them or even if you're doing it virtually keep pulse 95 locked and we'll see you tomorrow This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.